going on, man? Sick or something? Looks like that gut kicked. It's hell. It's Helen. It's Helen. Helen has something to do with Helen, I'm guessing. Helen. Helen. Helen? Helen is having an affair. Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> Nobody Helen. thinks it can happen to them the first time, buddy. Save the tech thing happening hey. with wife number two, remember? I had no idea nothing's going on, right? I come home one day and the house is completely empty. And I mean completely empty. She even took the ice cube trays out of the freezer. What kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so great. I, mean, I love that movie. It True Lies is uh, so special. And I, w- I, I wish it was streaming somewhere. We'll do a commentary on it maybe one day. Yeah. Oh, my God. It has... Um, you know, it's funny. We decided to do this clip before this, but the yeah. last day of work for me this week, yeah. um, uh, this guy, Ricardo, uh, really nice guy, but he doesn't work at our building. Normally he does construction, came in and he was like, oh man, last night I was watching True Lies and it's just such a <laughs> random, you know what I mean? Like out of sure, nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And and he was like, that movie's so good. And yeah. just started talking about how he hadn't seen it in years and how yeah. like, how funny it is and uh, anyway. It, I mean, I think I, we've people forget. This. It's an all-timer. Yeah. Like one of the best, I mean- it's not a James Cameron movie that gets brought up when they talk about these incredible movies he's done. No, and for because me, it's, it's like number one. Because even I, like Avatar and Titanic 100%. are like, you know, very specific things that yeah, yeah. I can't get behind Titanic always. Right, and I can't right. get behind Avatar always, you know. Um, I'm not behind them often. And that often. doesn't mean they're not great. <laughs> that doesn't mean they're not great movies. But we've talked about this before. The movies that I yeah. think he's going to get remembered for just because they're such gigantic financial successes and the scope of them are not the movies that I think fans of Cameron oh. r- would put at the top. Right. Because people are always going to say Terminator aliens. You yep. know what I mean? Like uh, we're just talking about true lies. But true lies also has if you took out the comedy, which for me, it's just T2 movie, and true lies and all the rest. I don't care. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. But for True Lies, it's like, uh, it, as far as set pieces and stuff, that's like a, a template for like a, a, just a great espionage like action, action, movie. action spy movie. Yeah. yeah, and then you like trickle in all the sort of Arnold style comedy, playing well, it up where he's, you know, what I mean, in the home stuff, and it's so fucking funny. It's just a great movie. And the fact that even when it came out, I remember thinking, I mean, that was what, like 95 or six or 94, I think or 94. Yeah. And even as a kid, a small kid, you had that thought of like, there are so many locations in this movie. They just keep going places. And even movies like Indiana Jones, where you're like, Oh my God, there's so many, it's an adventure. It's like true lies might be the biggest adventure ever put on screen. purely from locations. Like yeah. there's so many places and set pieces and you know great action. Anyways, well, and um, Ricardo, when we were talking, was yeah. I'm going to go on for 30 minutes. Yes, about this, yeah. so keep me in check. But <laughs> he was talking about he was like, dude, he's like, I know I'm going to sound maybe this is inappropriate for 2020 and yeah. I'm going to sound so like an asshole. He's like, but that scene where he tricks his wife into doing like the right. dance and trying <laughs> to make her feel sexy. He's like, yeah, it's so sexy. He's like. But it's so stupid and funny. He's like, like it. Re- he's like, it really is like both of those. And he kept talking about how she tries to grab onto the pole and falls, yeah, falls and then yeah. jumps back up. And like the physical comedy of that is pretty funny. He's like in just the French voice that he keeps pressing yeah. the recorder yeah, yeah. on. He's like all of it's now so lay on good. The bed but and close your eyes. Close your eyes. Yeah. Close your eyes. <laughs> do it. 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 Do it
Yeah, Dude, it's so very funny. Um, <laughs> so stupid. It's really good. And oh, yeah, earlier when movie. that guy's in the booth recording with the cigarette. Oh, you my know, God. He's like, what, and, who wrote this shit? Gib is like, yeah, who wrote this? Like, just, he doesn't God, want just to keep do going. it. Just, keep, just so fucking keep fun. going, please. The um, idea that he'd have so many things to do like that yeah, at that yeah. agency, just and then he's like, this one's crap. Yeah. Um, I went to a Q&A at the Arrow a long time ago, back when we used to go to theaters, and um, Jamie Lee Curtis was actually there on mm, like a Q&A, cool. and uh, she talked about how she, she did the wire. You know, they hung her from the helicopter oh, for, right, for real close-up yeah. shots, at least. And um, she was so like, yeah, yeah, and she was so matter of fact. She was like, I mean, these guys do this every day. You know, I trusted them. Their safety is their big thing. We had a million, yeah. you know, test runs, and then they put me in there. And everyone was just like, <laughs> okay. like that's, that's here. So you were good with it. She's, she was just 100% what nonchalant. A She's like, yeah. she said, I don't really have any talent. All I ever do is I always show up. <laughs> and I always work the whole time. She's like, I'm always, which just made her even more endearing. That's such a wonderful line. Yeah. Anyway, she was what great. A, well, okay. So part of why I love that clip so much is, as you know, Tom Arnold was on I Was There Too a few years ago mm-hmm. and told the story about that line of dialogue. So I want to play that clip really quick. Oh, awesome. Um, this is this is Matt Gorley's podcast. Is just a short clip <laughs> of Tom Arnold telling the story of that clip. And... Um, it just Tom Arnold's nuts. Firstly, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, here we go. Reference to oh. your divorce. Hang on, here we go. Apparently, this is a reference to your divorce from Roseanne, right? And she was reported to have taken his ice right, cube right. trays. Was here's, that here's what was going on. Okay, I would come up every day, and there'd be something little, like uh, I came up one day, and all the batteries. I mean, all the batteries from all the remotes of the house. So she left were the gone. She left like the little weird little things that a man would never think of. Now, I would burn somebody's house down, something big like that. But there was these little things just to just to fuck with me, and all the batteries. And I remember trying oh to God. use a, a batteryless batteryless fucking remote. I sat there because I'm not going to give her the satisfaction of getting up and getting new batteries. It did not work. And so one day I came in and and, uh, I, and then she'd taken the ice cube trays out of the freezer. That's it. And I was like to, to Jim, what kind of a fucking sick bitch takes the fucking ice cube trays out of the freezer? I mean, who thinks like that? Then Jim's like, wait a minute. Say that today in the movie. That's it. <laughs> Say that God, today in good. the movie. You know, I mean, art imitates life, imitates art, you know? Exactly, exactly. I, I remember seeing True Lies because, you know, for our age, when that movie came out, yeah. it was a rated R movie, and that was like a big thing. And my dad let me watch that one. And I just remember thinking, who is this Tom Arnold guy? Right. He is hilarious. <laughs> right. I have to find more movies that he's yeah, been in. Yeah, yeah. And not to knock him, because sometimes, you know, lightning in a bottle, everything works just yeah. right. But I don't think I've ever found another movie where I was like, this guy's hilarious the way, the way True Lies is. It. You know what I mean? Like, it just, he and Arnold are so funny together. And it's I, ridiculous. I think I'm with you, because that's 94. And then right after that, or around that time, you have Tom Arnold in The Stupids, which you know is one of mm-hmm. my favorite mm-hmm. dumb comedies. And then right. um, uh, Carpool. And, you know, those were both, like, of my my age, you know, range. Uh, and he's just, like, not, you know, a, a hmm. very specific time for him. But Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. Anyway. Sure. Everything aligned as far as that goes. So, yeah, um, that's awesome. Um, moving on. What, uh, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is an anniversary podcast for us. This is well, I don't know if it's an anniversary milestone. Yeah, this is the big the big three zero. So, yep. uh, thank you to those who are still listening for sticking with us. And uh, I don't know, is and, anybody there? I don't know. Yeah. I think are it you, might just be us. There? You never they never speak back to <laughs> they us. They the never thing speak back with yep. the podcast. I mean, um, I actually wanted to tell. I know I just told a story about uh, work, but I wanted to tell yep. another one because you'll appreciate this. Sure, my boss who is 
cool boss, f- fun to work with. Right. But, you know, and around our age, not not like much older like my last boss was. Right. But she came in the other day and our engineer for our building was talking about, you know, we've got we're running a building. So things always come up. And he was talking about some kind of run capacitor that wasn't working. And he just kept talking and he was talking real matter of fact. And this guy doesn't really make jokes. Mm-hmm. And as he kept going on about two sentences in, my boss was just like, hold the fuck up. And she was like, are you fucking with me? <laughs> and and, and I mean, out of nowhere. And, and there was no reason for her to do it. And he was like, he was clearly taken like a back. And he was like, uh, no, he's like, it's really going to be a problem if we don't, you know what I mean? Like we got to get this. And she was like, that's a real thing. The run capacitor. And, and, the he run like, capacitor. And, and he was like, and he was like, yeah. And he was clearly like, why is she asking me this? And she's like, fuck. And she's like, okay, I'm sorry. And then like, he kept going on. And then at, like two minutes later, he was going on. she's like, I just have to explain myself. Cause now you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> she's like, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, I had car trouble and I didn't know a steering wheel from an engine, you know, she's mm-hmm. like, and I had car trouble and I was on the side of the road and this other kid from high school was so mean to me and he stopped to take a look at it and he said, Oh, that's, that's your flux capacitor right there. That's, <laughs> you, you're, you got a bad flux capacitor. He's like, that's, if you don't get that replaced, no way that you get this car back she up and so running. She was so traumatized by it. She called it her, her dad yeah. at crying, Dad, I have my flux capacitor. <laughs> and he was straight up like, You're an Babe, idiot. And yeah. you, he's, he, what, what she said, he said to her, I have failed. You would, you would be able to do nothing without me. She's like, which was like devastating because right. I was like 16 and wanted to do everything. So anyway, fast forward all the way. These things have impacts on us. Fast forward all the way to today where she's running a building and doing yeah. great for herself. And she's like the building engineer. She was immediately 16 again in that moment. And she yeah. probably reverted back to her oh, younger man. self. Anyway, me That's and Dexter, our engineer, story. we were cracking up so much because we both immediately were like, oh, my God, back to the future. That's, That's great. That's so good. Well, that's so, great. There you go. Um, I, I dig that. Uh, well, so, yeah, we're uh, we're doing our uh, 30th episode, and we're going to have a uh, commentary episode also very soon for you. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk about some movies. I, I We've been off for a few weeks. so um, It's been a I've long time. I've definitely seen some things. I know you have a, a story. Um to tell about maybe a drive-in or something i don't know um, yeah do you want to start you, you with want, that what's going on yeah uh yeah I, i'll just keep the stories running for now <laughs> yeah, until please. you get bored I like and then i'll assume everyone else has gotten bored so we um you know we haven't really been to anything i know you probably have at least a movie to talk about which mm-hmm. may have a story along with it as well where yeah. you made it to a theater recently but right. we haven't been any you know type of gatherings to watch movies and right. secret movie club which you and i have been to mm-hmm. a couple times sure. before everything kind of shut down and we i like them we support them sure um they have been trying to run drive-ins to kind of keep their business up and running right. and they're running like all these sci-fi double features this week and it's at like a big parking lot in glendale and um, they were doing Star Wars and Empire. And we were like, cool. you know, let's just get out. Our, our plans got canceled last weekend and we haven't been able to really get out of the house much. And we were like, let's just go and check that out. And I don't bring this up to like rag on them because I, I want to support Secret Movie sure. Club. And, yeah. you know, and I understand they're in a difficult circumstance. But we got there um, and we're trying to pull in and it was kind of a long wait. And what had happened was right before, I don't know if right before, but the same day, late in the day, I guess the... 
fire marshal. I guess you still need him for parking lots when they set sure. the stuff up. I wasn't even honestly aware when it's out in the open. Right. Uh, had suddenly changed the protocol, or maybe it wasn't clear early on, on how far apart the cars had to be. Right. Which was interesting to me because I kind of figured, well, if you're in your car and you have the option of keeping windows up, it doesn't matter sure. if you're side by side. But they had basically, like, didn't have as much space as they thought they were going to have. So they brought in, like, a bigger screen, but it still wasn't that big Oof. considering where you had to be. Um, but we were dealing with all that. Like, the guy came over. He was real apologetic. You know the guy runs it. He's super nice. And he was just like, listen, yeah. we're really sorry. If you want a full refund, we'll refund you, blah, 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 blah. Right. And we were like, no, 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 because we wanted to support him and do the money. But then we pulled in. <laughs> and as we were pulling in, there was no one – to direct us where to go. So cars didn't really have lines because they weren't in any kind of marked spaces. Right. And there wasn't, it wasn't clear where to go and you couldn't really, we were thinking, okay, well, we got to be on the outside towards the edges, but there weren't, there wasn't enough room between rows. They hadn't really left enough room to, for cars to pull through. I mean, it was really like, I know they were scrambling trying to get everything right. None sure. of that really bothered us. We were just going to try to figure it out, but because there was no one there, we just kind of kept pulling forward and we were like, well, can we, can we park here? Like, this is probably not where we should park, but we'll park here. And we tried to kind of pull in and the fire marshal guy came running over and was just like, no, no, I don't know how you got this far, man. You can't park here. It was just all over us. And this PA type guy, whoever was trying to like arrange stuff had walked right by us as we pulled in, like sure. saw us, just kind of ignored it. Like I was kind of looking at him, did sort of the one finger thing. Like, do we go this way? Do yeah. we go that way? Just ignored us, walked by. So then the marshal was like yelling at him. They're yelling at kind of at each other. He comes back over and I rolled down the window. I've got my mask on and I was just like, hey, man, like, we'll go wherever. Like, I was trying to be like, you know, just yeah. just point me where to go. I don't know where to go. I don't know the parking lot. I don't know where there's going to be a spot. I could just drive around for an hour. And he was like, um, well, there's not really any space left for you. <laughs> and I was like, well, they let us in. Like, at that point, I was just kind of like, like, I don't know what you want to do. He was like, just back it up, man. Just back it up. So you're, you're blocking everything, like basically blocking the fire way out or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, you let me pull in here. But there was no way for me to back up because two other cars had back, pulled in right. and he hadn't helped them any either. So eventually he helped all of them. I kind of pulled around sort of on my own to a side. And I looked at Jess and I was just like, we were way out. And the only way you could see was kind of there was like a pole obstructing the oh, view gross. or whatever. And I was like, you know, we own these movies. We love them. But I was like, do you want to stay? Like we could leave at this point or whatever. And I was like, I just feel like that guy's kind of a dick and whatever. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, she's like up to you, your call and whatever. So we decided we were going to go. And as I was pulling away, the dude came running over and he was like, this way, man, just follow me. You know, trying to be like nonchalant, like he had it all set up. And I rolled down my window. I was like, hey, man, we're just going to go. And without turning around, he just threw up a hand like a wave, like peace. <laughs> right. And just said, cool. You know, and was clearly <laughs> like doing like the throwing shade. Like, I don't care. Get out of here. Yeah. So anyway, we pulled out and, and I kind of explained to the guy, like, as we were going out, I was like, hey, man, like, I understand you guys are scrambling. I was like, but that was pretty rude. Like, we paid. It's actually pretty expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. To do, yeah, like, yeah. It's not like a normal movie. And he was super apologetic. He comped us. He's given us credits to come back, you know, and do another one. Like, he was really nice. But, dude, it was the worst experience. And it was just like, man, we still haven't been able to go sit and see a movie anywhere. You know, and That's I know a bummer, people are man. trying I mean, to keep it going, but it's You sucked. know, drive-ins are happening all over the place, but it, it's a testament to what goes into producing a live event. And obviously I work for a lot of live event companies and none of them are at least on this coast really 
you know, producing these big things. It's all these really small companies that are putting together right. screenings and, you know, they do their best with the screen and they do their best with the audio and they do their best with parking and facilities and restrooms and all those things. But, you know, it really takes a lot to make it good. And yeah. that's been my thing throughout, even though I've only been to two, <clears throat> only been to two uh, drive-ins since coronavirus. But the first one was, you know, not great. And that was an established existing drive-in that just had right, such low right. standards. And with that one, you know, you drive in and they were just like, go to screen one, go to screen two, but then there's no one directing you. And if right, I had not right. been there f- first, I was in the first 10 cars in line and then five, six, 700 people behind me. If I had not done that and been there that long before, then uh, it would have been a little annoying because they were spacing cars six feet, but then there was no attendance. They were wanting you to space six feet. So people were just parking next to other cars. And as soon as it was full with six-foot cars, people are like, oh, well, I'll go between two cars because there's a car space why would you not? And everyone's just yelling at everyone else. (laughs) And, uh, you know, me and the Jeep next to me just, like, opened our doors and we're like, no fucking way is anybody parking next to us, you know? Um, right, because right. people are just so so terrible. And the point is you have to have attendance, you have to have support, you have to have communication, and you have to have a plan. And yeah, yeah. um and that's why I would highly recommend again the one I went to last where I saw Greece, which is um that was uh street food cinema. Yeah, and you said far they away had the best one. A dozen parking attendants running around aggressively on walkies explaining where every single car should go. That's awesome. Um, So it's just the difference between one company and another. And it's a bummer because, yeah, of course, Secret Cinema Club is great. But, you know, is it Secret Movie Club? I think it's Secret Movie. I always call it Secret Cinema. And and I'll walk this back a little bit because, I honestly, man, it's hard to do this stuff. And the circumstances are bad. And I I don't bring it up to – like shit on them. Right. I was more bringing it up because, you know, it's, it's just a crappy time to try to catch flicks, you know, other than just watching at home, which we got a lot of platforms, which is nice. And it was just a bummer to go and be like, Hey, let's go do this. And we paid, like I said, it's, you know, it's not cheap for a movie and then like made the time to drive out. Here's, here's my pitch to you. Um, maybe, uh, maybe we do a double car drive in this week or I don't know what you got going on, but let's, uh, let's try to go to mission Tiki, which is one of the more popular ones in LA and, uh, they're showing tenant at the mission Tiki. Oh, right on. Um, I, I would, I would be down to do that and we could, yeah, that'd be fun. Catch everybody up after. Well, Um, speaking of tenant, what a, what a segue. Why don't you, uh, so yeah, let me tell you, talk about what you um, want to talk about. I did go to Vegas just to see tenant. I, but as soon as they had, um, you know, uh, or, you know, seats were on sale in Vegas a couple of few weeks ago. I booked uh, tickets, so I went. The, You're so you know, hardcore, man. You give and- us credibility. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Well, you know, it's not difficult. <laughs> you just get in your car and you go. Um, so no, I love it. I, love I, it. I went and I, I did stay overnight and everything, but um, but went to Tenet at the, uh, the Town Square uh, uh, AMC there, and AMC's got their whole thing of like 40% capacity and mm-hmm, so what mm-hmm. happens is i was the first person that bought seats for my screening which was like a 4 p.m you know it wasn't like high peak hours or anything but um uh anyways pick two seats and then it automatically blocks out like seats around you you know their right, algorithm right. does that and so um it was pretty interesting there it was not crowded at all because of course you know a lot of people still aren't wanting to go to the movies which is mm-hmm, fine respect mm-hmm. that and then obviously a lot of people 
can't get tickets because it's such a reduced occupancy. So it's not like right. that big rush of people like you would expect. Um, and uh, and it was good, man. You know, I saw it in in fake IMAX, you know, large format, right, but not right. quite full AMC IMAX. We call AMC that. IMAX exactly, um, or LIMAX as as someone called it for a long time. <laughs> oh man, oh um, god, that's great. And uh, and it, you know, and I guess the 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 point here is that it was so exciting to go to the movies. It was so exciting god, to sit in a nice seat, um, not have anybody around you as as a standard now for a while, like literally no one's going to be right next to you. Um, and, uh, still be able to buy concessions if you want. They just have people like, you know, kind of making your drinks for you and everything. And it's all very, you know, distanced and whatever. And, um, and you try to keep your mask on. You know, I, I kept it on pretty much the whole movie because I just had a drink and I, I didn't really drink it that, that much. Um, and uh, and and to be able to see trailers on the big screen, oh, yeah, um, the four that they ran in God. in this order was the brand new Bond trailer, the brand new Black Widow yeah. trailer, the brand new Dune trailer, and then the brand new Wonder Woman trailer. Um, and so that uh, was super exciting. It was just like boom, 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 and you're like, oh, this is really fun, you know? Right, 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 right. So I want to talk trailers, but we'll we will come back yeah. to them. And later. so. The the bottom line is I'm not going to go too into Tenant because no one's seen it really yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, it's not my least favorite Nolan movie. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> not your favorite. Not your least favorite. Um, yeah, and and okay. I I think that if maybe you and I and the girls and everybody we could figure out a way to see it in in the drive-in or something. That would be awesome. Um, that would be really cool. And for what it's worth, Orange County did reopen their theaters. So it's only a 45-minute drive to get to an AMC with theaters open. Um, I would so, do that. I would mask up and do it. So either way, you know, whatever you guys are comfortable with. But I, I, I would love to talk about Tenet. Um, and obviously, it's very difficult to talk about it right now uh, without right. spoilers. Right. Uh, but uh, me and you talk about it as much as we can. Um, what's interesting, though, about Tenet is that they're not – um, they're not Warner Brothers is refusing to release all the data about the release. Mm. We have a certain idea of how much money it's making because that's reported by the theaters, but like right. just all the other data about you know who's going and where you know and why and how and everything. And uh, you know, all the presumably all the studios are wanting this data, they want to. Yeah. know what's yeah. going on so that they can decide when to release their movies um and uh they're really keeping it close to the vest it sounds like right now as of now um tenant had a, t- a roughly a 20 million dollar opening over like that five day stretch um in the u.s which is not very much they thought it would be more uh, and then about 132 total internationally or an additional 132 internationally. Um, so that's a good chunk of money. And presumably it'll keep making money because this is probably going to stay in theaters for a while uh, just yeah, because yeah. they're not all open sure. yet. Um, <laughs> what else is coming so out? I'm sure it'll make its money back for the most part, but it may not make the it may may not double its money like or triple its money like they really wanted it to. But how can you expect it to? You know, it's just there's just no yeah. way yeah. with what's going on. So um, it's pretty wild. But anyways, yeah. that's Tenant. I got a few other movies, obviously, that I've watched recently. Um, you got you got one you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, uh, I was just gonna say, you know, that's why you know they very specifically said you're holding Bond because we we can't make our money. You know, without right. all the markets, we there's no. I mean, it's a business. We, we can't what do, what do we want to do? Yeah. yeah. It won't work. Um, right. Well, we we watched the one that honestly uh, probably was the most enjoyable since the last time we talked is uh, Jess and I watched um, Bill and Ted sure. face the music. Yeah, we watched it. Too. And yep. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's exactly what it was going to be. I'm not trying to say it was more than a Bill and Ted movie should be or anything else. Right. But maybe it's just the times, man, that we're in and everything. It seems like we're on this endless loop of the negative negative uh, information and stuff. But it was just such a positive movie. Had a lot of movie. heart. Lot yeah, of heart. yeah, exactly. The sentiment of it was so sweet mm-hmm. and uh, unapologetic. And it did it in such a funny way that it didn't come off as cheesy, right? Because we were already in that tone of yep. whatever. So. I really dug it. Uh, we both really dug it and a lot of fun. I thought all of the performers for the most part did a great job. The The ones that stood out to me were the daughters. The kids, yeah. Because I just thought that they mastered the stupid <laughs> the over the top mannerism. Yeah, 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 it was as if you were watching yeah. one of the best SNL sketches. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Where And it didn't need to be any deeper than that, right? Like, we, that's all we needed for this, for Keanu's daughter to be right. doing the same motions and, like, the slow kind of stoner, <laughs> you know, head bobbing, like – and they she were so great. good that I dug it. And then, as always, death. Um, yeah. Just like in Bogus Journey was yeah. – <laughs> there were some lines, man. So delightful. That I, yeah. I was just falling out of my seat laughing. It really – the, the fact – okay, this is, this is a really good example of how to do this because all we've – feel like for the last 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, we've just gotten so many reboots and, and long-term sequels and things mm-hmm, like this. Mm-hmm. And so the question in our head is always, why can they not recreate the magic of the originals? And maybe magic is a heavy way to look at it, but nope. t- tone, <laughs> the correct way. tone, I mean, just the basic like aspects of what made the original great, you're never yeah. going to recreate you know, the lightning in the bottle of, of an original you know, fun thing from 30, 40 years ago, but... Just having it feel as if it's in the same universe and a continuation seems to mm-hmm. be impossible. They can't do it with Star Trek. They can't do it with Star Wars. They failed on the one indie movie that they did. They, there's just so many failures, and this yeah. and 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 a lot of those to some degree were made by the people that originally originally made you know the product. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is the original guys again, and. The fact that it's so tonally matched after this long, after, yeah. you know, yeah. what is it, 40 years yeah. or not 40, yeah. 30, you know, plus right. years or whatever. Right. Uh, the fact that it just feels like, oh, yeah, this is the next movie. Yeah, it's the yep. same. The same. And, and is I think no small feat. That's all I'm saying. For sure. No, 100%. And I think that part of the um, challenge of that really is that. I don't think about you don't think about this with series because series go oh, on right. for sometimes 10 or 20 years. Right. But outside of like a specific series, the tone of just what's popular in movies really does change a lot decade mm-hmm. to decade. Mm-hmm. So when you've done, like you've said, a long term sequel and it's 30 or 40 years ago, I think one of the big challenges is you are trying to not just capture the time period. Maybe that it's set. maybe if you do another Indiana Jones, you stick to the same time period. Maybe right. you're still in the 50s or something, but you're trying to capture the same tone of an 80s movie, you know what I mean? That like when that was the popular thing and it just clearly it's just not an easy thing to do um, because so more land on their face than than not. Um, But yeah, I I agree with you. I think this one nailed it. And I just think I think it's hard anyway. You know, it's just you're less likely to pull it off than you are to to land it. And I know money's still the driving force. And why would you not do it from the business side? But uh, yeah, let's just give credit to them for for nailing this one because it's a big feat. I um I uh, really enjoyed it and more than I thought I would. I would say that Keanu in it is a little uh m- maybe not as fun as 
used to be um but uh uh what's the other guy alex uh winter um yeah. great really great i don't know it just was very very yeah very very fun and positive highly recommend that you know, you know i thought about that and i thought is alex winter seeming like the same guy a little more to me than keanu because we've seen keanu evolve i, th- I over think there. so I think honestly because yeah. yeah winter just hasn't been around in the way that keanu has so right, right. Uh, that's probably part of yeah definitely part of it so uh a couple that i watched uh by the way um, here's a short film of all things. Did you know Jurassic World put out a short film last year called no. Battle at Big Rock? Meaning that it is a in in universe, in canon short film, uh, directed by Colin Trevorrow, who I think is garbage, but whatever. He's kind of the guy that started these new movies. So he directed it. It's a short film and um but it big budget, you know, like a little slice wow. of Jurassic World, and it's just a tiny little story. I think it's called Battle at Big Rock. Um, check it Big out. It's, okay. I didn't yeah, no, even know sure. it existed, and it was. Uh, it's not new. Um, yeah, so yeah. check that out. Um, wow. I watched Tesla, which is the very tiny indie yeah, movie yeah. starring Ethan Hawke as Nikola Tesla. Right, and yeah. uh, it's Ethan one Hawk. of the more bizarre movies I've ever seen structurally um, hmm. and tone wise. It's very weird. Um, uh, Did you like it? Yeah, I did. It's a little slow and it doesn't really get to much meat. It's more just kind of atmospheric and mm-hmm. following mm-hmm. him along. It, you know, there's not, I, I would say that it's, it, it tries to be heavy on biographical information, but at the same time, it feels like it's still not enough <clears throat> to make it educational. Um, right. But, anyways, uh, I, I liked it though. Um, very interesting. Um, watch Mulan. Did you guys watch Mulan? Yeah, we watched Mulan as well. What'd you think? That was yeah, fine. Sure. So <laughs> it, it was exactly, we look, kind of looked at each other the next day. We were like, this is exactly every Disney remake to us. Yeah, they've just these. been like, doing the same it, thing. They're, yeah. they're all okay. They're all fine. None of them overwhelm the last right. one. None of them meet what the original right. was. And right. I don't think that's just us being old. I, I really genuinely think objectively they're they just they it's, have a little less soul and spirit to me it's just a paint by numbers <clears throat> thing yeah they have that, going on. that's the best way to say it and, it's definitely paint by numbers um bob Iger, who has left you know his position but he kind of talked i mean the the reality is they crammed all of these live action remakes into like two years where yeah. really Ugh. I don't know why they did, but there have been so many. So what were they? They did Jungle Book. They did Lion King. They did Aladdin. They did Mulan. What else? They did um, Cinderella. Um, they, they oh, came I back guess. To that yeah. One. If you really want to go wanna, back, they did Cinderella. They did Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. If you want to count um, Maleficent, I know we've got two eh. of those, you know. But I, but again, I, I know that's a little different. But that's than like Beauty. six or seven at least yeah. of these that yeah. they crammed in like two or three years, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. seems like a lot to me. Maybe it's and not. Little Mermaid's coming, so like oh, they're right. still I working on that. that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's another. But I think that's a conscious decision to cram all of these into this period of time, um, possibly because they know that people won't continue to enjoy this style of recreation forever. I think it's pretty, pretty, it's of intelligent design that they are um, saying, we got to do it now because there is 
probably a lot less soul to these. And and I think most right. people like you and me would want Disney to go and start creating new original stories again, even though we know all of Disney is based on, you know, fairy tales that existed. But essentially, yeah, yeah. just give us some new stuff. Like, the last thing I remember really, and, and granted, this is more animation-based, but, like, remember when Princess and the Frog came out? I love Princess and the yeah, Frog. Yeah. And, like, when no, that came sure. out, that felt like, oh, they're doing new stuff, you know? It, it felt really fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've had so many years of Disney really not doing anything fresh that it feels right. like a waste right. when you have the amount of money that they have and control mm-hmm. and power. Uh, I don't know. It's just a bummer. Um, anyway, so watch yeah, it. And by the I way, agree. I've never seen Mulan. I've never seen the original Mulan. <laughs> so it just was one that slipped through the cracks. You know, and I, I'm I glad you care. brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, Mulan was another one that I didn't watch when it came out. I think I had kind of aged to the point where I thought I'm too cool for this for like too, a four yeah. or five year stretch and then came back around later right. when I got a little older just because I was like, no, nah, I like animation. I like movies. <laughs> right. But um, but Mulan was one that I missed. I'm and that's kind of the dick. reason. <laughs> <laughs> Hamlet too. Shout out. Hidden yes. Gem. Still still the best. Check it out. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, I, I um, having not seen it and having it not have a special place in my heart from my childhood is yeah. another reason that I think I'm not. I don't think I'm just speaking out of my ass and like, oh, my own experience and memories is I saw Mulan as a kid and I loved it. That's kind of why this one is an even better uh, example to me uh, that these just are kind of watered down rehashes. And this one seemed like it was going to be the most interesting to me. And I was excited for it because they they seem to have changed it so much. Right. We we were not doing a musical remake like all the others. Yeah, no, we were actually doing a warrior story of this girl, you know, who goes for her family and it seemed like an action adventure film and that is what it was, but it still just didn't, it didn't capture whatever that thing is. Like you talked about the magic lightning in a bottle, whatever it was fine. It was good. There's nothing really particularly bad about it. Um, unless you really want to get nitpicky, but it just didn't land the same, you know, where you were just like, wow, okay, I'll, I'll think about that. I'll I'll never think about that movie again, unless we bring it up like this and I, and I'm not thinking about it at all later. So, um, well, pretty wild i want to talk about um one that our buddy adam posted about i'm sure you you keep an yes. eye on his post so he we posted this, out too. this movie the social dilemma um and he said something to the effect of it is one of the best things you've seen in a while or whatever um what did you think oh you said you did watch it yeah we um it's a netflix got original into documentary yeah we we got into it the other night i mean these are things that if you've watched now, I'm trying to remember what the documentary is. We already watched um, that kind of talked about weaponizing oh, um, right. the internet. Oh God, I'm gonna blank. Yeah, on there's that. been a couple that kind of ring a bell, but I can't remember exactly what I've watched. This either. was, uh, I think, probably landed a little less for me than for him, based on just the fact that it was like the third one of these I've seen. I think it's right. just as relative. I think the message is as topical and as important and as of mm-hmm. the times as anything you could make right now. Um, the one thing that I will say about this one that, that made it have a little more punch for me and impact is just that, um, there were so many people from the industry who were being interviewed. Right. And people really a wide swath of, yeah. And and people talking about high up. Yeah. People. Yeah. That had been instrumental in designing this stuff or working with this stuff. Right. And, and them talk, what was different about this one to me and I thought was really, really good was one, them talking about how naive they all were. You know, they really just went in with right. their best intentions early on. And then it's like, how do you slow down 
this sure. boulder as it's rolling down the mountain once yeah. you get started, even if you wanted to, which reminded me of that Black Mirror episode um, where the guy takes the hostage in the car. Do you remember that one? And the guy who's oh, running everything is like, I, I don't have though, any control that, anymore. Right. But um, but that and then also them talking about specifically, you know, um, I this is my industry. I need it to keep going in a way, but also – I can't put my phone down when I come home at night. You know what I mean? Like talking yep. about their own yep. addiction and tr- sort of that duality in a way, you know what I mean? Or trying to balance that. And it was frightening, man. I mean, I, I it wasn't anything new, but it still felt. No. I 100% agree that it wasn't anything new. Um, it speaks to how powerful the addiction is, like what you're saying, that all of these people succumb to it. And are are incredibly well informed because the argument that one of the guys says, which is pretty much all of our argument in our head when we when we try to reconcile this addiction to social media and just our phones in general, is, well, we have the power to not fill in the blank, to not let it take over, to not uh, you know run our lives, to not let it uh, destroy our children. We have the power to do these things and we just need time to get used to it or whatever the, the, the answer is. Um, whereas in reality, we don't. And it's evidenced by what they're talking about. You can be so well informed and you can totally understand and even be in charge of the manipulation and still be manipulated by it. So yeah. I just think that that argument doesn't hold water anymore. Um, right, and, and right. you know, at the, what they eventually get to is, okay, what do you do? What are we going to do? And it doesn't really pause it too much, but it, you know, the, the main guy that, you know, is, is the head of the human technology, you know, society or whatever it was called, um, was like, well, you know, you have to hold these companies accountable. And to me, and some of them said this, it's, it's so difficult to have that argument because that's not really it. The companies are never going to do anything laws need to be in place to yeah. require them to blah, blah, there's blah, regulation blah, needed blank. from outside so the, it's it to me it's a no-brainer and as long <laughs> as our government is fucked up then what are you know there's no chance there's no chance that these companies are going to police themselves i think some companies police themselves better than others um and social media companies are the worst um other companies in the tech sphere yeah. might be a little bit better Right, just because they're not into the collection of data in the same yeah. way. But they're know? companies, and they're there they're, to yeah. cut your throat and make as much money as possible. That's yeah, all that, companies are ever about. It's insane to think that they're going to care, um, right? You know, and, and even the if the works. individual people care, you're talking about having a universal, mm-hmm. you know, a universal care. <laughs> you know what it, it is, though, man. They can care. They're still not going to put the care above profits. I talk to my brother about this a lot because we talk about companies and like right. some companies seem a little more moral than others. And I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, at the end of the day, you know, I do think like I work for a company that cares about its employees more than there's places I've worked that are worse. Right. Sure. But if it comes down to it and it's the stockholders, you know, and having showing that growth this year to therefore keep the company looking good and growing as best as possible or sending me packing. I know I'm going packing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, sure. I'm not saying somebody would be happy about that. And I'm not saying my direct boss would be, you know, sure. wouldn't be devastated. But, you know, it just is what it is. And I, 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 the other things I liked about this talk was it was really interesting to me, like you said about, like, I know about the manipulation, but still it's a different part of my brain that gets manipulated. I can't turn oh, it and off. They talk about that. Yeah. And they talk about the magician thing and how magicians have known this for years. Right. And yeah. that's how they pull off the trick. And yeah. that's how they direct all of us in a room one way and we miss it. And, 
Um, and so that part was really interesting to me as well. But um, it is scary, man. And it is, um, I, I don't know. I, I definitely don't think there's a quick fix to it. I, I think like you talked about with legislation, I almost think it's going to take a whole generation later of people who know have come up with this. I, I, you know, we talk about this a lot, but our lawmakers are so old yeah. and like, I'm just, I'm, you know, they, yes. in some ways that's it good matters. and in some ways they know things, but yeah. with the current stuff and the stuff they didn't grow up with and the stuff they probably don't even have at their disposal the same way that no. the average person does. Right. That's just wild to me. I mean, the average United States uh, citizen right now is I think 37, which is my age. Right. Um, and the average, you know, governor or lawmaker that we have is like, High sixties. It's the equivalent to me of our our uh, lawmakers trying to make laws for another country. It just yeah. they don't have the context for what these things are. They might have context for certain things that they're writing laws about and fighting right. for, but um, yeah. It well, just, they definitely it, don't have the in depth knowledge, right? Like even yeah. if they have not general knowledge about it, they don't have yeah. like the in depth stuff. And this is a perfect segue because our we always wanted to launch our. 30th episode and we were going to become a political talk. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This devolved uh, so poorly, but, um, but Two check, idiots out that like movies. <laughs> check out the social dilemma. Oh, it's oh on Netflix. one, one, yeah, yeah. one more on. critique on it. I could have really done without all the stage. Scenes. Well, so did you, here's did you... my note. Way too okay. many recreations and scenes. Oh what a waste of my time. You lose all credibility with me in general. When you put a lot of recreation and yeah. dramatization in a documentary, that's, purported to be very important this is probably one of the most important topics for a documentary to be made on yeah. period total miss in that regard and I agree. then you spend what appeared to be millions of dollars so cheesy, doing these so recreations stupid. you have uh, an a and b list like cast of actors people that we know from big budget projects in these recreations and then massive, massive special effects for these recreations. Right. And it's just like, fuck you. It's all so <laughs> stupid. And I, it, I don't hard. know what they thought was going to work. Cause there are no examples of that working in a no, situation like this. To I me. just think it's such so. a miss and such a failure uh, to, to make that choice. Uh, again, when your content is so rich it's very yeah. rich and it's yeah. just like the, just fucking make a documentary yeah the give, us and, give us information give us information and it's stats. so it's so powerful just in the i know they talk about oh it's talking heads and we want to keep people in, engaged when no, what you've sorry. got when what you've got is that engaging you don't have to do the stupid no. stuff you know what i mean like you don't have to like spice it up because yep. it's already there you the the meat of it is so powerful already. So it was infuriating. Anyway. Well, I'm glad you um, disliked that. Also, anything um, else you watched movie wise, you wanted? Yeah. To, so um, real quick, because it might come up later in our in our podcast. Uh, wink. Um, I <laughs> uh, finished up the Bond movies with my Bond watching. Group. Oh, that's so, so exciting! So we watched Spectre two nights ago, um, and so we've been on a Daniel Craig tear, obviously, for the last four weeks. And, um, yeah. you know, Casino yeah. Royale is amazing, you know, in my top, so good. In my top two or three. Um, yeah. And then you go to Quantum and everyone, I think, had seen Quantum originally. And, you mm -hmm. know, we saw it when we worked at Sony. Um, and that was, you know, famously during the writer's strike. And I hadn't watched it in a, in a little while. I mean, I sort of watched it recently. But but just re-absorbing re, re -absorbing that movie, it's really 
pretty good. Like I don't I don't have a whole lot of negative feelings after it. And pretty much everybody in the group was like, yeah, this is one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, it's um, so funny you bring that up because early on when we first saw it, um, I, I do think a couple of things played into this. One, Casino I think was so good. Like it was just like, it, you know, rebooted it and it was yeah. like, okay, this is, yes. you know, when you're talking about a top one, two, three, you know, flick, uh, yeah, 50 years here. The whole franchise, yeah. And this was the direct follow up. Mm-hmm. And the trailer was so good. You know, my memory of the trailer was just like, oh, this is so exciting because yep. Quantum's going to be like Spectre and blah, blah, blah. And then you got there, and because of the right of strike, if you want to analyze story and stuff, man, there there are a lot of problems. Like, there's a lot of holes and everything else. But if you sure. want to just enjoy the run and the ride, mm-hmm. and the the pace is right, and cre- I also directed, think, it's also very short. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah, it doesn't drag at all. And probably because like they couldn't fill any more time, they're like, look, we and can't write any more pages on. Do you set. know how like, long Spectre is? It's two and a half, thirty-eight or yeah, something like way that. Way too long, and it drags a lot. And it fucking second, the drags second half is so, so bad. <laughs> I think that that movie is what a couple of Bonds do, where the first half I actually think is a really solid Bond movie. And it's it, talking it, about Spectre. It, yeah, it, yeah, it has you oh, leaving 100%. and wondering. Oh, 100%. You're like, wait, did I like that or not? And because then it you're turns so into on board, dog shit. And then it just gets yeah, it devolves so bad. But going back to um, yeah, with yeah. Quantum, um, the other thing I think that really plays in well for it is. One, even though, yes, it's definitely a, a big dip from Casino, when you watch them together, it, mm-hmm. it's such a it's so much better as the follow up. Right. It's, it's an satisfying. incomplete yes. single movie. But yep. as the second half of something of a story, I think that it gives it more emotional weight and resonance. Yeah. Like yeah. that last scene where he goes and he stops the guy from manipulating the new girl. You know, even though that's a secondary thing to the movie itself, Quantum. It feels like an afterthought in that movie. Yeah. For but sure. when you put it with Casino, it's like, okay, this is a logical mm-hmm. into the arc Closer. here for yep. this one. And I'll also say, Jess really enjoyed that one. Like uh-huh. I kind of warned her early on. I put that in like the bottom Low. five. But I was yeah, just like, sure, man, sure. this is we've gone from the top to the bottom. And it was right. one of the worst ones to me. But the last thing I want to say is I I really think it's probably the coolest Craig has been and looked in any of the ones he's done mm-hmm. to me. Sure. Like I was like, man, he's at the top of his game. Like he's throwing 100 miles per hour on every pitch right now, even without much story and plot to do. He's just right. we're just following him around. And he's so cool. That's, well, so that's it's, the it's also the thing. first one with Tom Ford doing the suits. Yes, you know, they were still part of it on sure. Brioni and in Casino Royale. So we we start this really good vibe in mm-hmm. in a quantum of uh, new chic, you know, hotness. Um, right. Anyway, so yeah, I really enjoyed that, and uh, obviously Skyfall really holds up to me. We, you know, there are a lot of reasons that you can pick apart the plotting of of Skyfall, but it has such a good villain. It has yeah. such yeah. good. Uh, obviously, Roger Deakins killed it. It's it's probably the most beautiful Bond movie for sure. Um, yeah. And then um, it just in terms of enjoyability factor, pretty mm-hmm. high to me. Um, yeah. All the set pieces and and everything that happens in it is really really enjoyable. And then you get to Spectre, or yeah, you yeah. then you get to Spectre, yeah. and it's. You know, directing wise, it's a step down. Sam Mendes obviously got cocky, step down. You got different DP, Hoyte, he's great, but it's a step down. And then you've got a script that the the plot, the plotting of the first, like you said, half or so of it, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe two acts is good, totally engaging. And then this switch happens when he gets to, you know, what's his face is, uh, you know, Christoph Waltz's, you know, from that point on place. And it's real bad. It's not even just like not as fun. It's like yeah. the entire rest of the movie to me 
is absolute trash, almost to the point where you're like, did a per- different person write the rest of this? Did they, <laughs> yeah. did they have like a new director and writer for the rest of this movie? Because the motivations and the actions of almost all the characters automatically just start becoming dumb. And trying like, to wrap Silva and Skyfall into that was such uh, a stupid and uh, lazy. retroactively. If yes, you're going to so do that, lazy. then you know you got to really do it. And and it literally is as lazy as I was the guy behind that guy and that guy <laughs> yeah. and that guy. And he calls them all out and puts up well, like black and white photocopies of them yeah, all around so the dumb. MI6 building. And you're like. That's what a six-year-old would yep. do to incorporate yep. that storyline. Like is. just when you're in the backyard any, playing Bond, you come up with exactly that. without any intelligence. And, and or, for it to so naturally incorporate, you could have incorporated Casino and Quantum easily right, into this, like right. this part of our. But to try to wedge this third one in, can you imagine if they were just like same thing with the early Sean Connery ones? If they were like, yeah, by the way, Goldfinger also worked for right. Spectre, and there was no right. mention of it. Like right, right, all right. the other ones work. Why would you? Why don't you not just, just leave that one alone? Just don't. You, you, you still caused a lot of pain for Restraint him. Restraint so, is very I agree with you. important. This is and, fun because Jess and I also, you've officially lapped us, but we, we are up to Spectre also. Like that's the only <laughs> one we've got left. So we're all Amazing. kind of up to speed. But um, well, I'm sorry that I'm probably coloring, recoloring. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm agreeing on all counts because in rewatching Quantum and Skyfall, yeah. which again, Jess enjoyed both and both of them. I left watching them this time and with higher regard for both of them. Right. Yeah, so too. quantum's never going to be like an all timer for me, but it went from like bottom of the list to like, Oh man, this is just a good, this, yep. you know, there are problems and I give them passes for the writer strike, but then yep. there are other things that are done so well. Then skyfall, which I never had a problem with, but I always thought was overrated. I just thought people yes. who immediately were like best bond ever. I was like, no, look, we're top 10. Right, right, I'll right. give you, but oh, it's yeah. not I that. wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in my top five. Yeah. At all, yeah. Me, but and yeah, me maybe still top 10, top 10 maybe, yeah, but I still sure. liked it better than what I did before. And it yeah, feels so too. personal. And when you're watching it with someone else, who maybe isn't even as, as huge a fan as you, you yeah. realize the emotional weight and the resonance of the Q, the M and bond of uh, uh, per, their relationship yeah. in that one really does give it something. And also the kind of mirror image of Silva and bond, like all yeah. of those things are very powerful. And I've said this before, but I really like that. We, it's the only bond that takes place in London, you know, like he always oh, gets sure. his mission orders in sure. London and then he goes around the world and that's great. But this one felt so patriotic. I, I couldn't help thinking like if you were yes, British yes. and this is your guy, yeah. like there's so just much, there's shots of them up on the running, building, running from oh, yeah. building to building. That's my to favorite. Saber, and that just is like, one of my favorite sequences. Oh my ever. God. Yes. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in a Bond movie. And just the, the poetry of, mm-hmm. you know, the, you she's know, where she's reading yep. about how we're, we're older. We don't have the strength we once had. It's, but we're we still have the resolve. It's oh, very smart. Chill. I got and, chills right now. Yeah, it's very smart. And then you go to Spectre, and it's like so not smart. <laughs> oh um, God, I know. <laughs> and, and this is once again like, and maybe I wouldn't have disliked Spectre as much if it wasn't coming off the heels of this. But a lot of times, like you you set a standard, and then it just. I think I still wouldn't like it. But th- <laughs> there there are two shots in Skyfall Two where the the ending with bond up on the roof looking out at all yeah. the british flags oh yeah that like and and they're very simple things but to me they're just these images will always stay with me and then yeah. the one earlier on about m looking over all the caskets with Br- the british oh, right. with the union right. jack like those are the two shots to me where i'm just like 
man, like, you know what I mean? That, that has some weight. There's a like lot of a love in, in that movie for the, the people that made it. It, it, it really mm-hmm. just it seeps mm-hmm. and then uh, very lazy the, the next movie. Yeah. Um, and we watched uh, Black Panther recently also. Oh, cool. um, yeah. and, and I know we'll talk about Chadwick Boseman, but sure. Uh, and, I, and I'm no way is this me knocking that movie because I actually liked it more this time I watched it. Sure. But that scene in like the casino where they're going to like capture the guy is yeah. such a Skyfall ripoff. Rip, rip like when off. you watch yeah, them close together, off. it's like the, the setting itself, the set it literally looks, looks exactly like yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. And they're talking through the earpieces and they're walking by each other with the girl. And anyway, um, I, I love 100%. both movies, but wow, um, what a thing. Okay. Well, well, let's uh, let's move on to some TV, if that's okay. Can yeah, I just sure. rattle off a few, and then you can rattle rattle off them a few. off, man? Um, Yellowstone had its finale; it was fantastic. Uh, the most watched scripted cable telecast of the year: um, five point two million people wow. watched the finale. It's it's consistently beating. Like the, its only rival in in cable drama is. Um, uh, you know, to, over the air cable drama is um, uh, Walking Dead, and it's just destroying Walking Dead. So Yellowstone <laughs> yeah, is definitely is... one to check out, guys. We, I, I love it. Um, Ted my Lasso, my family all loves it. It's something know, that seems right up my alley. It's just it's so hard to see everything. But I, I agree with you, and it's fully on. The I list think of there's some rumor that the first few seasons are going to hit one of the streaming services soon. Okay. Um, but but check that out. Um, or recorded on on your uh, Hulu. Um, Ted Lasso has been better and better and better every week. Uh, have you caught any of that yet? I know Still you said you were going to get Apple it, TV yeah. eventually, but um, please check that out. I would not be surprised if it's a shoe in for best um, Emmy for comedy. I don't know nice. that it w- was eligible this go round because Emmys are in a few, couple weeks, but maybe right. next year. Um, Lovecraft Country is a new show. Have you caught any of that? We've watched all of it. Yeah. Um, what so do you far. think? We, we we like it. We enjoy it. It's not uh, – I think I was hoping that it would be like um, like mind-blowing. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. Next level. Um, but uh, I like – I don't want to get too, once again, like political pro- progressive sure, sure. or whatever. But And I'm speaking as a white guy. I don't know. Right. But, but I really do think it's unique in the way that it's – weaving in these monsters and these old sci-fi tropes, you know, of Lovecraft mm-hmm. type fiction along with like the monsters of our real society and yes. the things of racism. I know that's a little on the nose and that probably seems like we simplified well, oversimplified the way I'm saying it, but I do think that's the purpose of the show and and well done in that regard. The first episode's called Sundown. We talked a bit about that, oh, you know, on the last podcast. And that first episode I think is near masterpiece. Like I Me too. I Me too. that driving beat, sequence Every beat in that premiere or pilot was, I was just like, if this is an indication of what they can do with this show story wise, uh, it's, it's a 10 every episode since, even though they are all different. And that's obviously a weird style that I wasn't ready for is that each episode is kind of its own thing. I I didn't know that that would be the case. I didn't either. I I don't know that anybody did, but anyways, the point is that uh, everyone has been like a six out of 10 since that first one. So uh, we've still I'm, really enjoyed I'll keep it. watching it, but yeah, I just, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think first one, it was like, wow, this is going to be like this masterpiece type of thing. Oh my God. And so we've good. enjoyed all of them, but yeah, it definitely, and they haven't continued to dip each week. It's just, I think they were on a level and then they stayed on a different it's level a, now a from that, level, yeah. from that point on. Um, but I like the characters. Yeah. I love all the actors. Um, God, I'm going to blank on her name now, but, um, 
the lead female actress who was on Friday oh, Night Lights. And, I don't know her from any. She was Friday Night. I don't. Watch yeah, Friday the show Lights. Friday Night Lights. She she and Michael B. Jordan were like the item oh, on Friday Night Lights for the last no couple shit. seasons. Cool. And I so I've liked her from that point on, but I haven't seen her much recently except she was in Birds of Prey, which was one of the last movies we saw. Harley oh. Quinn, uh, which is one of the last movies we saw in the okay, theaters I guess before I it shut down. Her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, anyway, I think she's really great, and I think yeah, she, she everybody's good in the show, but she's she's uh, really fantastic. Yeah. So when she's anyway. screaming at the at the at the uh, all the ghouls in the basement, oh, yeah. even though I hated yeah. that, ep- I actually really yeah. disliked that no, episode quite I, a bit. I, but I she's exactly very powerful. Doing. She's a very powerful for actress. sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so moving on from that, there's a couple other brand new shows. Uh, did I tell you about Teenage Bounty Hunters yet? Did you guys check that out? You told me about it, but I haven't seen it. I, th- I just feel like it's you guys's kind of show. Word. Um, it takes place in Atlanta and a lot of like Southern families and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think mm-hmm. you might dig that part of it. But it's a really smart, cute show, even though it's still in the vein of like a teenage comedy drama. Mm-hmm. But it's more elevated than that. It's still more mature than that because okay. it's a Netflix show. So it's still kind of R-rated. And um, But I highly recommend that. Um, the Vow has been this new documentary on on HBO about the uh, sex cult, the the one that uh, Alex Mack was in and everything. Ooh, or yeah. Alex, Al, what's her name? Not uh, Allison. Uh, Allison Mack, yeah. not Alex Mack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Allison Mack. And um, that's a really, really wild cult expose on HBO. So check that Sounds out. Dark, man. Some heavy, <laughs> heavy gonna, shit. Um, I watched all of the new chef's table barbecue season. That's just four <laughs> one hour episodes. And Word. I think you dig that too. Cause you got a couple of Southern barbecue. There's a Texas, oh, there's God, a South, yes. the Charleston, South oh, Carolina. Okay. And you then have pitted Jess and I. This is going to be an absolute because we I, because those are the stuff. two, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so there's the yeah, there's a whole hog Charleston, South Carolina yeah, barbecue baby. episode, oh, which so is good. fantastic. And then there's a then there's a Texas barbecue episode, and then there's a Sydney, uh, uh, Australia episode, and then there's a Yucatan Peninsula, Mexico episode. So it's uh, meaning all different types of barbecue around the world. Oh, I'm so hungry. And so I highly, this yeah, yeah. So it good. will make you very hungry, but it's easy because it's just the four, like, 45, 50 minute episodes. Yeah, yeah. And they're just, they're be- beautiful. Chef's table's great. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about before you go off on whatever you've been watching is my new favorite show, uh, Raised by Wolves. Have you watched any of that Ooh, on HBO? No, and I don't even know that much about it. I mean, I know about it, but I don't know yeah. much about it, and I haven't heard anything about it. Let me just go through a couple of beats it, so. really quick. It's directed this is Ridley by, Scott, right? Directed by Ridley Scott. As far as I know, every episode directed by Ridley Scott. Not just produced by, but he's directing. And um, it's a sci-fi show, um, and it you know I didn't really know much about it. I did the HBO Max um, unveiling event back last November and they showed like a tease of it. So they had already pretty much shot it or totally shot it a year ago almost. And, um, and now we're getting these episodes. I think there have been five, the last five Sundays. And, uh, it is, but I, the point is even after the trailer of it a year ago, I still didn't know what it was about. I knew that it was visually very Ridley Scott and I knew that it was sci-fi. Um, but I didn't really know what it was about. And I don't even know that I want to describe it in depth because it's kind of more fun to not, but I will say that the visuals and the art direction production design, all of the sci-fi styling of it is like a 10 out of 10 for me. 
just like right on perfect in in the same vein as you know we have we we probably have plenty of hate for things like prometheus and whatever um <laughs> but, so but what you can't much, yeah really. but what you can't argue is how beautiful All the of style of oh that world is yeah and so even yeah. though this is a totally new you know product you know from ridley scott and you know written by other people it really is top-notch cinematic you know 100% in 100% budget um beautiful sci-fi and there's a little bit of cg that's kind of tv but most of the right. effects are are as good as anything you'd see okay. um but the the real vibe of it, excuse me the vibe of it is uh you know kind of androids versus humans essentially that's okay. all i'm going to say okay. um so i highly recommend it it's a little slow it's a little plotting but it's i'm good with a slow so, burn you know that so far yeah and you have to you have to go into it knowing that it is a very atmospheric kind of slow show but what it has done consistently is answer my questions and that's all i ask of a tv oh, right show okay. if you give me like mystery sci-fi if you start this kind of starts in what i would call the middle of a story uh-huh. There's a lot uh-huh. that's happened before it and a lot that's going to happen and you have a lot of questions. It has been really good about each episode giving you more answers as opposed to creating more questions, which is okay. what shows like Lovecraft or whatever else they love because they're J.J. Yeah. Abrams and they're kind of fucking the lost Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Yeah. They're so into just making you confused, whereas this Never one has the answers. respect for the viewers enough to right. you know feed you the information. Right. Um, and, well, this and is it, good to hear, man, because uh, I will always be a Ridley Scott fan. Yeah, and of you course, talk about atmosphere. Course. Hey, it's more an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Blade Runner's a top twenty movie all time yes. for me. So, right, right, right. I don't think I have any problem with that. But, but at the same time, like you were saying with Prometheus and with Alien Covenant <laughs> and everything else, yeah. it's been a while for me. Not since I've liked a Ridley Scott movie because I like The Martian, but it's been yeah, a while. Right. It's been a long time since I've really to, been to like, like man, have the really respect of the product. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And this, this I have a lot of respect for. And, um, there, you know, there, there are some things that are not perfect about it. Some of the, some of the side characters, but the lead in it, her name is, um, oh, wait a second. I wrote it down. I've, I've never seen her or anything. Amanda Collin. Mm. Um, I don't know her from anything. Oh, and by the way, this has not a low Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's in the seventies. Whereas Lovecraft is in like the eighties or nineties. The, the mm. discrepancy there is really unfortunate. I don't, this is just a classic example of. Uh, you know, I don't understand what people expected out of a Ridley Scott show, but yeah. if you know Ridley Scott, then this would be like a ten, you know, or maybe yeah. not a ten, but yeah. like a nine. You know, it. It. I don't understand what people expect out of it. I also, I have no idea what the how many people are watching these things, but to me, in my opinion, just based on the marketing, I would think more people are watching Lovecraft, which oh, yeah. usually, and I think same network lowers you know? the <laughs> score like, more because I think the more people are watching, the more you just have some angry people. Whereas that's something a, that's, that's a little a more point. niche, I think, usually has a higher one. So that's kind of weird that. Uh, yeah, that it's lower. On that. It's a little well, weird. We'll we'll check it out though. That's um, out. that yep. sounds pretty awesome. Um, yep. I, I'm just gonna on. rattle off. I'm not gonna go. Yep. go I don't ahead. have as much as you, but um, right. we binged all of Jess and I binged all of Fleabag, um, <laughs> which we had not seen any of. You hadn't done that. Absolutely loved it. Were um, you destroyed by it? I oh, was. I was. You know what, man? Yeah. It's um, it's more than I thought it was gonna be. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting exactly. Uh, you know, you yeah. have some ideas and preconceived notions and stuff, but um. The whole, just the whole design of it and the way it, the way it works. Perfect. And so many little clever. Flawless. Things. I mean, when, when they start playing into, 
I, I, well, I don't want to spoil no, it sure. for anybody, I, but, I but there, there's a lot of stuff that's very There are no words well for Fleabag. <laughs> there are and, no and words. It, and it has, so it ha- it just has a lot of depth. I mean, there's it's really rich. Like, it's really rich, rich but on yes. the surface, it's also entertaining. Uh, and they move so fast. There's so few of them. Yep, um, yep. If I had known that, I think I would have tried to tackle it earlier on, because I've talked to you about this before. Uh, movies just do not intimidate me, and I, I'll watch three movies sometimes in a day. Yeah. But TV, a lot of times when I start thinking about the time I'm putting in and how I don't want to fall behind oh, on flicks and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I get it. It's just intimidating, especially when well, I see. Well, you don't like, want to yeah, waste I gotta your watch, time. Yeah, I got to go back and watch seven of it, yeah. years of you know hour long <laughs> episodes, and it's gonna sure. be a slow, slow thing. Sure. Um, the other thing that um, we started watching is Woke. I don't know if you've seen any of Woke. Oh, I, I haven't watched it. Is it good? Yes, it is good. Okay, I'll just I'll, I'll just down. say that it's uh okay. it's good. It's funny. It's thought provoking. You know, and and again, it's not the only thing that are these things because it's touching on some stuff sure. that's relevant to today. But um, I think it's definitely one that's worth watching. Um, and you and I have both watched this, but I just wanted to mention it. Um, my brother who had never watched any and Jess who is now caught up have both been straight through Cobra Kai. Now <laughs> Jess fell off. What did your brother think? On. My, my brother loves it. Um, yeah. I, I think that uh, he had to wait for it to come to Netflix, you know, and that's when he was like, okay, oh, I'm sure, watch sure. This. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked yeah. me what I thought about it and stuff. And he didn't know it's coming to Netflix and they're doing a third season. So he was excited. Oh, right, to hear right. That. But, but we grew up, I mean, we're eighties kids and we grew up with karate kid and that's like, yeah. you know, we had the trilogy box set of VHS. Uh, so I think, I think he had a lot of resistance to like, my brother genuinely doesn't like the idea that he's like, no, Johnny's the villain. Like, he's you know the I mean? villain. We don't, yeah, exactly. we don't need to worry about why he became no, the villain. No, you can't change but, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> don't ruin karate kid for me, uh, yeah. which I actually understand. Cause I, I feel funny. that way about a lot of series, but he, um, sure. he really got pulled in by it. And listen, man, this show, if you don't know, is exi- we talked about the tone working for uh, Bill and Ted. This is the only way I think you could have gone on with this because this is a soap opera. This needs to be mm-hmm. the afternoon soap opera, yeah. 80s cheesiness of it. It is. Yeah. But, it we- but it weaves in, again, some stuff that is real heart and relevant. And really smart writing. Heart is they- the best way to say yeah. it. It has a ton a of heart. heart. And that's why you stay with it. And it, and it, and it knows when it's okay, this is a bit of a stretch and it leans into that. I think yes. every time, like when it's like, uh, this is a little bit over the line. They always just do the full fucking crane kick the on it. Dialogue is not even that intelligent. It's the concepts yep. that like you say, they run with, they don't shy away from, and they just go, yes, this is yes. what this needs to be. Yes. is so smart. And that's, you sent me that video of Kevin Smith interviewing them. And that's, yeah, he had the same that. feeling. He was just like, it's fucking brilliant. I could have never, you know, because you, you see, when you see something that's so brilliantly handled, you go, someone gets it. Someone mm-hmm. gets it. Mm-hmm. You do, they're not missing the mark. They are exactly where they need to be, and that's what this is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking love, so, again, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. If you're at all a fan of you know The Karate Kid or even just 80s films, sure. um, yeah. it, it's just a fun one. Well, the new uh, season, they say won't – which, by the way, did you watch the Netflix trailer for the new season? I haven't watched the trailer for the new season, because but do you want to talk a little bit of trailers now? <laughs> well, no. We should do news first. Okay. okay. Um, but but I just want to say on on the Cobra Kai point that uh, excuse me, Netflix put out a trailer, and the trailer is essentially Netflix 
showing off that they now have the show. So what the trailer Ah. is, is a recap, essentially, of the story so far. Not in a recappy mode, but in a trailery mode. Like, okay, Okay. this is is where we're at. And it's very well cut. It's very well presented. It's uh, got, uh, I think, a cover of the, the song that's really high energy. So it's a great marketing piece for Cobra Kai. So you have to watch that. And there's a little tease at the end of something and you're just like, oh no, what's going on? Um, Which by the way, the end of the second season also had another tease that I won't give away. I don't know if you remember it, but it had to do with a cell phone on the beach. Oh yeah. No, I remember. But that's a great tease. And then there's yet another tease at the end of this trailer that you're like, oh. Um, So anyways, I but the point is that we were under the impression that Season three was already produced. That's what the news said, that Sony produced the show. It's a Sony show. They produced it. Uh, YouTube Red, you know, backed out on distributing it. So they sold it to Netflix. And we were under, I think everyone was under the impression that as soon as that deal goes through, that season three would go up. I think season three is in the can and they're just really giving it lots of time so that over the holidays, everyone watches the first two seasons. They're going to keep it on Netflix, you know, season one and two, because a lot of people haven't seen it. You can't just put up three if people haven't seen one and two. So I think that's really smart, but the point is we won't get the new season until next year. I'm hoping it's January, but it it will be a few months. And I hope we're still around as a society (laughs) (laughs) at that point. You never know. For nothing else because of Cobra Kai. A last thing I want to mention on that is, um, you know, there's an actor in that show, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. Do you know just by name who that is? He was the star of Richard Jewell. Um, Oh God, he's great. Yeah. yeah, He, the the idea of him doing Richard Jewell, if you've seen that, where he's, whatever you think about the movie, he's fantastic. And yeah, you know, totally believable. Seems like they mm-hmm. just dropped a guy that really is that guy into the movie. Um, the idea of him doing that and then also being as good as he is in <laughs> Cobra Kai, guy. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give him a shout out because he holy shit. Um, yeah. And he's also in I, Tanya, he's the friend who kind of mm-hmm. sets up the attack. You know, that's really presumably. what I saw him in first. And I was like, yeah, this guy's special. And, well, really and that's so much wonderful. like Richard Jewell that even though you're like, wow, this guy's strong, you would think, OK, this is this guy's type. You know, right. like he can play this character. But then when he does Cobra Kai, you're like, all right, this dude's tackling a totally different tone and a totally different thing. And he's he's, he's great. So, I think we're going to anyway. see him plenty in the future. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. All right. So let's transition into some news. Unfortunately, we have to mention that Chadwick Boseman died. He was 43 years old. Um, and he what was a fighting gut, gut punch. I mean, a, was, a, just a legend. He was fighting cancer through all these recent Marvel movies he did. For the last four years, he's been fighting cancer. And I mean, that's no small thing. They obviously worked around his schedule uh, yeah. pretty significantly, but at the same time, just to have the the power and the energy. So, and the really more you dig into him, um, and I'm not, you know, going to go through everything right now. But if you research right. a little bit about him, the more you realize this is just a, a loss of. I don't want to sound too cliche, but just one of the good guys. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's just it just there's just thing after thing after no, thing where you're epic, like, man, epic loss. Yeah, this guy was using the platform for all the good things and i don't know it just it's a drag obviously you know not to put one life over another but um it's a big one and particularly for right now i think it's just uh i don't know i don't want to say it would be less relevant some other time but right now it just feel you feel it a little more i think yeah um and i think everyone did everyone was far more uh devastated and then you find out what he's battling with because they had kept that under wraps to such a 
amazing degree. I didn't even think that yeah. would be possible nowadays. And that's what just made it worse. I thought it was a hoax when it popped up. It was the right. same as like the Kobe right. thing, really. I was just like, no, right. this can't no be real. Way. And then as soon as I started digging in, I was like, yeah, I guess that's it. So fucking terrible. Anyway, um, awful thing. Yeah. Uh, we also lost Diana Rigg, which of course is a good segue in yeah. our Bond talking. Another to legend, man. Not only such a wonderful actress and really uh, just like a powerful woman in general, she is the only Mrs. Bond. Mrs. And it's Bond. Like, that's first thing I think about every time. That's so significant. Yeah. And um, and and the type of person that she is in Honor Majesties, which is definitely in my top five, I think that's in yeah, my top sure. five Bond for, for sure. sure. Um, the person that she is, what she represents, and how different she is, both physically, if I can say that, but just different from the Bond women as a whole, is like uh, just great. She, you know, so She's perfectly awesome. cast. And um, ahead of its time I for Bond her, yeah. being her character. Exactly. And what it was. That's, that's a perfect way to put it with and considering I mean, that's 1969. Right, the fact right. that that person is cast and yeah. written that way is very good. Yeah. And to have, I mean, this is the opposite of a Chadwick Boseman where it's like, Oh, he went so quickly, but right. to have somebody with like the legacy of like, yeah, you were in one of the sixties bond movies, She's, right? One of the first decade. Was, and you were in Game Mrs. of Thrones in Peel, your 80s. The Avengers. Destroying in, it. Yeah, the yeah, Avengers. Exactly. So when my mom brought it up, she was like, did you know Diana Rigg died? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I loved the Avengers show right. when I was a kid. Right. And that was like her. And I was like, well, you know, she was also a Bond girl. She was the Bond girl. The, and my yeah. mom did not even remember that, which a lot of people right. wouldn't. Sure. Um, if you weren't like a big Bond fan. And, and she was like, wow, like that's a like that's quite a corner of the sort of espionage, yes. <laughs> history yes. of espionage film and TV to yep. cover. But, um, but I thought she was unbelievable and so memorable in game of thrones also i really thought that like there's she a ton was. of characters in that but what a what a fucking boss i mean everybody like, in game of thrones is giving their all i mean it is it, yeah. everyone is giving an, a, an amazing performance and it's extremely well cast but she stands out she yeah. like yeah. When, if you were Agreed. to look at all the characters in a list she would be one that people would would really gravitate towards for many reasons um, and you know her last moment in that show. I don't know if you remember it. It's so sinister. But she say something about Cersei. Fuck Cersei. Kind of the way I want to remember her. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like from the badass angle. She just basically tells him she makes sure that she knows whatever she's drunk yeah. is poison, and she's going out anyway. And then mm-hmm. she basically tells Jamie. Uh, it was me who killed Joffrey. Right. You know, you right. always remember who jo- Joffrey was so awful or whatever, uh-huh. but you know that's going to devastate him. And it's like her last little bit of revenge. She's been beaten. What a badass. But she's got that ace, what right, like up her sleeve where she's just like, okay, peace. And I mean, that's very dark. But yes. for that show, it was quite a moment. So anyway. Um, let me um, let me touch on a couple of things that in the news. The, the uh, unfortunate thing is that, um, you know, Tenant was released, but then you've got um, – the fact that a lot of other movies that are coming up soon are being pushed. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a really weird uh, thing. And I think like wonder woman just got moved to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what about that? You know, movie theaters are reopening movie theaters don't have anything to show. So it's, it's it's not like, you know, we have a horse in this race, but it's like, you know, if you, I don't know, I guess maybe there just aren't enough small movies 
about to come out, all the small movies went to VOD. Yeah, we don't do those in theaters anymore. And and (laughs) all of them pretty much chose to stream or sell to a platform or whatever. And all the big ones are too afraid to release until they know they can make enough money. So these are all practical concerns. (laughs) But the reality is, let's just say, for instance, that all of LA's theaters reopen next week, which won't happen, but it it might be soon because we have Orange County, we have San Diego County, San Francisco County, I think, uh, or, you know, that county. Um, So the point here is, what are they going to show? And how are movie theaters going to justify being open if they're just running fucking, you know, Back to the Future and the Goonies? So I, I don't know. Um, I would hope that some of these don't move their dates um, because we're also talking about a while from now. I mean, I know it's yeah. soon, but we're yeah. talking about stuff that's moving from October to December or whatever stuff that's moving from December to July. And you're just like, that's how what long is the latest time. on no time to die? What is the latest? Have it's they even still set holding a at November 20th. Oh, okay. So I thought they would uh, push to summer of 2020. Oh wait, did they do that? Maybe. I, I look. I could be making that up, man. It's hard no, to no, keep track. It's, at this it's point really, really, really hard. You might, stuff. you might be right though. Wait, well, no, oh, let's see. No, God, remember when 2020 was going to be the year of Ghostbusters and Bond and uh, uh, Top Gun, and now it's just the year of COVID. That's really all. Uh, really um, I think, yeah, I'm reading on November 20th. I'm, I'm reading that that's, that's. Yeah, I mean, that could easily be the most recent. I just, I honestly just didn't remember. But um, I mean, the reality, yeah, that's their official website says in cinemas November 20th. Um, so that's. Only two months from now, which is not that long. Oh, it's two months long. and one week. And, uh, you know, it feels like it's six months from now, but yeah. it's two months. So we'll see what happens. I think if if L.A. theaters aren't opening uh, by by then, then that's a problem. But I would hope yeah. that they do because, you know, it's, it's simultaneously about, exciting and yeah. wanted to come out. But then also I'm like, wow, that's and it seems like it'll be later i don't know yeah i know i know um okay so talking a little bit more about um upcoming stuff uh uh we got that new no time to die trailer which is really cool yeah Um, i'm I'm, what did you okay yeah this is like a this is a mixture section of trailers and upcoming movies but (laughs) anyway and upcoming tv but what did you think of that new trailer i i got excited all over again. Sure. Um, I, mean, I don't know how you felt to. about it, but I, the, I remember the earliest trailer to me for, for uh, this one, no time to die. I remember being like, well, that's a little underwhelming. It's not that I don't want to see it, but I was just kind of like, okay. And then the second one they brought out, I remember being like, Oh, uh, this is better. And I'm jazzed. And this one was the kind of the same as that one. Only it's been such a long wait that it felt mm-hmm. just as fresh as the second one. So I, I we was definitely like, see more content in this one. We see more yeah, set pieces. Yeah. We see more action. We see more locations. Um, here's the thought I had, and you tell me whether I'm I'm taking crazy pills because you, you could definitely tell me that. But um, <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, die, I'm so excited. Die another day's problem is that. You had Brosnan, who's a good Bond, Uh um, doing three okay, you know, Bond movies, some better than others, but it's a similar example of, you know, he's he's the new guy and he does a few and then they unfortunately end with this one that just ramped things up. Bottom of the, yeah, bottom of the. And so gadgets were ramped up to be ridiculous. Locations were ramped up to be ridiculous. Um, action was ramped up to be really ridiculous. Um, use of CG was ramped oh, up God. to be ridiculous. Ugh. Every single element Surfing of it is ramped up to a laughable level. Yeah. And 
that is a product of the era that that came out in for sure. For sure. And it's and hugely, that it was the 40th anniversary they were trying to. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's also hugely a product of the director of that movie. Um, but what I guess I'm getting at is that I had a lot of gut reactions to the things I was seeing in this No Time to Die trailer that made it feel like die another day to me. Um, A lot of the locations, a lot of the use of CG, a lot of the vehicles, a Uh lot of what I saw was happening. I was like, this could be an example of Kerry Fukunaga, who's a good director, but he's also kind of new, um, being given $250 million versus the significantly smaller amount that he's had for other things. And saying we're going to go big and going big is not a good thing necessarily. Skyfall went pretty big. The set Mm. pieces and environments in that are pretty big, but I don't have like negative feelings about where they went with that. And it was famously a a super personal story. Um, Right. So I guess the the point here is that I I don't want to speak negatively of this because we're so excited for this movie and I think it probably won't be anywhere near of what Die Another Day did to the franchise but I just I'm a little I'm like 10 to 20 percent worried well listen you're definitely taking crazy pills but it has nothing okay. to do with this <laughs> okay <laughs> this is just got you, it, got it, got it. okay um I hope uh you're bringing this stuff up and I'm obviously now I'm gonna be and watch the trailer uh, again slight panic state yeah when yeah, I see yeah. it again but um I can only say that I hope you are wrong you know what I mean? Like, oh I, I, mean, don't, I don't know. Like, those may be, you know, those may be totally relevant things and I might I watch it with new eyes. I don't want to be negative, eyes. you know. But, but um, I, I, just... I certainly don't get the, um, I mean, I didn't leave it thinking, oh, this is like dying another day. But but well, I do understand yeah. what you're saying and I do understand right. like you're talking about just in, a, in an element sense how that right. would be. I think I'm so excited to get something that made me wait so long that right now I'm just yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, but okay. you're allowed uh, to be excited. Scary. I'm That's not trying scary. to, yeah, to yeah. make you know turn you into a, a, a cynical adult um, where you're <laughs> no, trying I already to be a child, am. But... I need no help from you, sir. <laughs> I am more than I have ever thought I would ever okay, be. Okay, well let's uh, let's talk about life. a couple other things coming up. Um, in the TV world, we're getting a Netflix animated series called Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. I don't, I don't what? know much. Ab- I don't what know about the hell. In uh, five days, this you're telling show me there are short Jurassic World uh, films out there, and now there's and an, an, an animated world series. building. This I don't know anything building. about it. Um, yeah. That's just the name that I know. Um, we're getting Fargo season four in a couple of weeks. Very excited about that. This is a, this is going to be a good few months for TV. Oh, this is another one um, I'm way behind on, but everyone says it's so Oh, my good. God. You haven't watched all of Fargo. I haven't watched any of Fargo. Jesus Christ. That's it's, another one that Adam uh, it's been like is like three, all-timer uh, for Three him. years yeah. uh, since the last season or something. So yeah. I highly recommend All-time that. great show, they say. Um we're getting, um, let's see, we're getting uh, Mandalorian season two is coming up very quick, which very might be the single mo- best news of 2020 so far is just that they finished that season. Yeah, I was going to bring everything, that one up. Right? And we are getting it and we're getting it in a few weeks. It's September 13th right now. October 30th, we get yeah, the know, beginning wow. of season two. That's, so that's another one, man. Just a few weeks. That just a few I'm, weeks. I'm the exact same as you were talking about Bond. I'm so excited and I yeah. am so nervous and scared. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. because like it's the only Star Wars lately I, that I'm like, they're doing Star Wars right. And I'm like, oh, so shit. So <laughs> what's important to remember, though, as opposed to like the Bond movies, each Bond movie is a, is an individual thing. You have a new director now. You have new, you know new story now. 
Mandalorian presumably has this same team of obsessive people under mm. John Favreau that are doing a great job. So I have no reason to think that it would dip in quality at all. Right, whereas right. Bond could go either way. Yeah, um, and whereas the Star so, Wars films were a different different story, and those were also a different thing. Did you see the interview with Josh Gad interview with Daisy Ridley where she talked about how? I mean, we knew this already, and this is from the very beginning. I was like, <laughs> "This is why these will be bad unless there's right. a miracle." Is they clearly do not have a plan Didn't for the know. biggest yeah. for the biggest franchise and property right. ever, and they you right. absolutely don't move forward until you've got everything mapped yeah. out except for details. And they had nothing, and they played it like Lost. And I'm still angry; I'll never get over it. And I think that's why the <laughs> the last ones you know sucked so much and didn't yeah. bring any of it together. Yeah, yeah. It should have brought the whole series together. But in the Josh Cat interview, Daisy Ridley was basically just straightforward. She was like. Yeah, you know, early on, there was a lot of rumors that Ray was going to be Obi-Wan's daughter. So they were playing that up and laying some foundation. And then she ended up obviously being no one's daughter. And then it wasn't until the third one that they told her, hey, you're Palpatine's daughter. And she said, and then after that, there was back and forth consistently throughout the shoot until the end. And it's like, this is why this is a fucking mess. It shows a dis, all those things you said about obviously not having a plan and all of that, which is just fundamentally so. It infuriates me. But it shows such a disregard for the fan base to hint at things that you're not going to do. Oh and it, it it is, like you said, infuriating, but it's insulting. It's storytelling 101. It is the most right. basic. And from a personal level. Well, and this we didn't know which personal. way we wanted to go. So we decided to actually put in the movie – hints yeah. at things that for me yeah, we decided written, not to do for me to have written so many screenplays where i sat in meetings with people who had never produced anything right. and from and from that standpoint for something that there is no anticipation for any property no no and knows. to have yeah. to work out these things and be like listen you cannot write this story you cannot fake this you have right. to put in the time you have to put in the work and to believe that and and i still do by the way and then to put in and all that time Disney, and work to work no, it out so much. and then to have the motherfucking property of Star Wars, like the godfather of it all, right? For for fan properties and like, you know, big crowd and needing to please everybody. Yeah. And to sit down in a meeting and be like, okay, we're releasing 2015, 2017, 2019 and not have that sorted out. It makes me so – it makes me so much angrier. I, I, I know this is absurd. I know it doesn't matter in the great scheme of things, but it's like – what the fuck is going on? Well, it, like, it makes them lose so much credibility oh. as as a monster force. You know, D- mm-hmm. Disney in force. general, Lucasfilm yeah. in general, Kathleen Kennedy in general. All these people, it, it you know, these are people that have their hands in so many good products. But you know, when you it's it's fundamental that in this industry or any industry, when you achieve success, when you get better at your craft, and you are um, putting more money and time into your product, then there's a certain expectation for, you know, yeah, how you're going to handle it and what kind of like, not morals, but your 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 tenants of filmmaking. And they just like shit on all of it. They just didn't, eh, we'll wing it. We'll wing it, you <laughs> yeah, know. It's, eh, it's, we'll take yeah. it movie by movie. Oh, yeah. but it's a trilogy. It's irresponsible. It's a trillion. It's, tr- it's irresp- for something that's worth so much yeah, money, yeah. for something that right. people do care about, you know, so much to such a degree, fans, and they are going to invest their time. And, and I money. would imagine that it, most executives at Disney would agree with everything that we're saying. I think they view it as probably a failure, yeah, and that's oh, why sure. when you've heard 
Bob, whatever his new Bob, new CEO, man. Um, and everybody else, it's been kind of the vibe in Kathleen Kennedy. It's been the vibe recently of like, we're going to slow down Star Wars. You know, we keep hearing that <laughs> right, in the press. Right. We're going to slow down right. and reevaluate where we're at. And that's, that's uh, you know, AKA we failed and we need to do better. Mm-hmm. So I think they acknowledge that. I yeah. think they bring out less, put in more time, after. figure it out, make yeah, sure it's exactly. a good product slow before down, you bring it out. It's good, not that hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is hard, but it's less hard. Than it's you not think. that hard. Yeah, Can exactly. we backtrack real scheme. quick also though, yeah. just back to bond talk since we're talking sure, about yeah, this please. stuff. And uh, did you see that an AI cast Henry Cavill as the most logical <laughs> next bond? Did you see that? An AI. I I, I'm, see that. I'm laughing so hard. So an AI assisted program, right? This is according to MovieWeb. Uh-huh. Uh, compare different actors' attributes against Bond attributes. Now, what that means exactly, the details of that, you know, your guess is to give his mind, but sure. compared actors' attributes against Bond's attributes in oh, order God, to best assess who would be the perfect choice for following in Craig's footsteps. Right. Cavill came out ahead, the Hobbit star Richard Armitage uh, just behind, and then Idris Elba came in third, which is obviously one of the one of the fan favorites and people, people right. want to see. Um, when they expanded the casting to international stars and didn't stick just to, you know, British... Um, the top pick was Carl Urban with, oh, uh, I, I don't know what the scale is based on, but I would have never 7. thought about him. Me neither. Uh, I've thought about him for Batman a bunch though. I like uh, him, it though, put but... him ahead of me too. Uh, Henry Cavill. So he was right ahead of Henry Cavill. Uh, wow. and then after this is where it gets funny. Um, Chris Evans got a 93.9% rating <laughs> okay. followed by your favorite and mine, Will Smith. Woo. With 92.2%. <laughs> so um, anyway, so it's, dumb. it's pretty incredible. They even expanded it to women because that's been thrown out there, which of again, course, I yeah. don't think you need a female bond, but whatever. Right, right, right. Um, Mandalorian star, uh, Gina Carano was, uh, the top of the list for, for females with a 97% no, rating. Bad. And then it gets really weird with Katie Sackhoff and Angelina Jolie. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that because, um, that's I think funny. it's hilarious that AIs are Agreed. potentially Agreed. casting, but also here we go. That might be the future. Well, so that's a that's a really good segue. I don't think I have any more uh, upcoming anything to talk about. Well, um, I just want to say last thing then yeah, before we me. move on. Um, I found the Dune trailer incredibly underwhelming. Oh, yeah. Trailers, trailers. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't sorry. know if you uh, feel the incredibly same way. Incredibly underwhelming. I would agree with you that I was underwhelmed by it, and I think that is. You know, okay, so here's the thing. I watched those four trailers back to back when I saw Tenet mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. No Time to Die was very engaging and I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then Black Widow, the new Black Widow trailer is, I would say, far superior to the first Black Widow trailer. And Black Widow wasn't one that I kind of cared about. Of course, I'll see it. I, I love the Marvel movies, but watching the new Black Widow trailer, I was like, oh, wow, we're getting a lot more story. I'm really engaged. This is really fun. And then on the ass end of that, we get a new Wonder Woman, which uh, also uh, was a little underwhelming. I think the music choice has been really bad for these Wonder Woman trailers. But in the middle of that was Dune, and I zoned the fuck out. I love, like, the concept that we're getting these Dune movies. Yeah. But I... I zoned out. I totally wasn't paying attention to the trailer. And then when I got home, I watched it again, you know, really loud. And I was like, okay, I, why, why can't I, be? I watched it again. And I was like, I didn't even remember watching it the first time. There was something about it yeah. that I totally yeah. forgot what was even in the trailer. I must've like looked down at my phone or something. So that's more of a, a, of a subliminal thing. Like, I don't know why I wasn't into it, but I, I'm with you that yeah. I was just kind of underwhelmed visually 
for some I'm, reason. I'm not worried about the um, the movie right off the bat because it, for one thing, I really do think you've got – I'm not saying it couldn't be bad. It could be really bad. But um, right. I think you have just a, an incredible cast. I mean you've got like one of oh, the great yeah. ensembles ever. Yep. You've got tons of talent. You have to me a, a one of the top five directors working today. I just think yep. you have like – especially in terms of this kind of property. Like I, I just think you've got oh, yeah. a guy I mean, perfect. Yeah. who is, is exactly who you would Blade want. Blade Runner 2049 this. is – one of my favorite movies oh my of the last 10 years and I put it above Blade Runner. And just how it looks. I, yeah. It just, I mean, yeah. I part of that's Roger Deakins, but yeah, obviously we, yep. we dispute on where it ranks, but nonetheless, <laughs> right, we both right, right, think right. it, you yeah, know, yeah. it's, it's a, you know, masterwork in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, so I think this is, and then you're dealing with the property. I am not particularly like, Oh, I'm such a Dune fan, but you're talking yeah, about I'm one not. of the all time sci-fi properties. And, you know, I haven't read the book, yep. but I, I've seen the old, now the cult classic David Lynch sure. movie, which I think everyone would pretty much consider a bad movie, but has grown <laughs> right. life, you know, and, and right. become like a fan. We've favorite. both seen Jod- Jodorowsky's Dune also. So yes. we have well, some oh, context man, that's for the best Dune movie. Yeah, they'll yeah, ever yeah. make but <laughs> right, um right. but uh but in any way this one really did feel like okay they're going to do this justice and this is going to be kind of the adult star yes. wars you know type of thing more yeah, philosophical yeah. and everything and i've been excited for that ever since they announced it and everything that's come out has made me a little more excited right. until this <laughs> so you know and this is the first real look we've gotten Right. So I am just, you know, a tad bit concerned, but more than that, I'm just kind of let down by the trailer. I'm not putting anything else into it other than just being like, why couldn't you deliver an amazing I trailer? Wonder, yeah. I wonder, I wonder how it'll be. That's a, that's a really interesting thing. Anyways, yeah, that, I, I'm, uh, that's I'm all a, I got. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Last of what I got. Um, well, this segue is we talked a bit about bond. So I have some, uh, bond rotten tomato scores for you. Um, oh, I, yes. I, I don't know how many bond movies we've done. I didn't super look back at our, our past ones, but essentially I picked a, 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 a weird variety of, let's see, seven bond movies and don't okay. really ask me why I picked these ones. I think part of it is, these are some of my favorites. And then there's a couple other weird ones sprinkled in there just to give some variety because, of course, good ones are generally considered good ones and bad ones are generally considered bad ones. So, of course. Um, yeah. Anyways, but let's start in honor of Diana Rigg with Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I mean, this and is. Keep in, keep in mind to our listeners also. Keep in mind that the way the Rotten Tomatoes scores work is that it it is uh, for older movies like this is a 1969 yes, movie. Yes, this is 50 years ago. Right. Um, for older movies, Rotten Tomatoes scores are heavily weighted on people that are watching them now. Right. Both the audience is primarily modern audience. And then the critics is partially modern critics. Um, a lot of reviews are submitted. Official reviews are submitted in modern times. And very rarely do, do does it incorporate true original opinions on yeah, a movie. Yeah. So that's The important. tomato ranking is much more recent than this movie, right? Um, well, <laughs> like, I mean, like obviously that the is idea. the case. Yes. But, but Rotten Tomatoes – even though it wasn't around even, you know, 10 years ago, still incorporates original reviews in the algorithm. Oh, that's right. That's right. When they're available. And a lot of original reviews, especially for a 50-year-old movie, are just not really around or they're from an institution, 
maybe a newspaper or a magazine that doesn't even exist anymore. So it, it you know, I, I'm just that's a disclaimer. That's all. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Honor Majesty's Secret. You know, Service, I was going to go crazy because I always think of this one as like <laughs> the one that's like just the most revered and everything else. Right, and I was going right, to get right. up there in like 90s territory. And then you talked me kind of down from it. And then I was thinking, oh, shit, I maybe I should to, get down yeah. in like mid 60s and 70s. So I'm going to settle up and I'm going to say critics gave this movie an 87 and audiences have given it a 75. Um, those are good guesses, 81 and 64. So you're in the right ballpark. Okay. You're figuring right. it out. So 81, 64 um, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is definitely one of my favorite Bond movies. Yeah, it's an um, all-timer. From Russia with Love. Ooh. Which, okay. by the way, there are 60 critical reviews for this and 93,000 audience reviews. So, Holy anyway, shit. Okay. Um, just to give you some context for like you know what these numbers really represent. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is another one we've – this is another one we've talked about, and this is one that I think is widely revered, considered one of the best. Yeah, both by critics and audiences, I think. And I think it's the best espionage movie of the series yeah. uh, yes. and not fully. It's even really kind of a Bond not movie. like any other Bond movie. At all. Yeah. I'm going to. I feel like it's the same ballpark. I'm going to say critics. Critics 88. Audiences 72. 95 and 84. Holy shit. Yeah. That actually, I'm excited that it's yeah, higher it's good. than I thought it was going to be. I'm with you, yeah. Um, this is, on most days, if you ask me, my favorite Bond movie. Not Ooh. because it's the best, <clears throat> but because it's my favorite. Live and Let Die. Oh, yeah. No, listen. I'm not going to. Anyone who says Live and Let Die is their favorite, uh, even though I don't agree, is not sure. going to get any argument from me because right. you get I love it. it. You get it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, by the way, this was Jess's favorite Bond movie. The was first really? movie she claimed to be her favorite when we were watching through them. And okay. then it was replaced by A View to a Kill, which <laughs> I love so much. Jess, you're those crazy. Are the two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also for James Bonding fans, that's also the Gourley, uh, Matt, the Matts, the two Matts uh, yeah. favorites. Um, I think Live and Let Die is probably lower than what we've had. So I think critics gave it a it's still liked movie 75 and audiences gave it a 73 70 uh, excuse me 65 and 64 oh so a little okay. lower a decade that's, but that in the tracks 60s. to me that tracks i feel like most of the bond movies are going to be in the 60s then that feels okay. like an indicator well, to me of a more but we'll see we'll see maybe um, this is also so my two i roger moore is my favorite bond even though again with the same concept Anybody that's like, no, he's dog shit, I'm fine with that too. I, he just is the one that I grew up with. He's um, the most fun, for sure. And yeah, I think that's what I identify Representative with. Representative of the 70s, fun. absolutely. If, 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 you, if you're watching Bond for the first time as an adult, you're not going to like Roger Moore. Yeah. And this is evidenced by like Austin, part of our Bond group, put him at lowest on the list, essentially. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. When you're an adult, you're wanting to identify with the character. You're wanting to... Um, and I think the modern sensibility is uh, something that more serious of, 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 of yeah, seriousness to it. Uh, j- j- you know, j- yeah. Drama, you're so right. Grit. He's the perfect child bond. I think you're, but, but when you're a kid, he's the only one that are makes you kidding sense. me? Yeah. All, and Cause all it's so much more fun and it's, it's lighter and it's more comic booky. And I mean, you've got jaws running around, you know, with steel teeth. he's going to space subconscious, but my mom knew this and that's why she only, 
showed me Roger Moore Bond movies. This is she, funny. I've never it was considered a, it this, was a I choice. Think. I right know on. that she was just like Connery's fine, but Roger Moore is yeah. really what yeah. you should watch. Oh, and, I remember um, as a kid, I was like, the whole world is in peril, and Bond has to take a spaceship to space to save yeah. the world. Yeah, and yeah. none of that's ridiculous when you're a kid. It's just oh, like no, the highest no. stakes and you're all in like, Hey, I no. completely agree. That's that's anyways. Good. Anyway, what's the next one? Spy spy who loved me. Okay. I think this one, one of my favorites. Yeah. I think, I mean, this is another all timer. This is top five There's for a, me. Definitely in my um, top five. Yeah, yeah. And I think considered by most people top five. So we just had sixties for live and let die. I'm going to say 75 for critics. 70. I'll say the same thing. 73 for audiences. 80 and 76. Oh, nice. So you're pretty okay. close, but a little mm-hmm. higher. Yeah, which is great. It's one that people so, love. So here's uh, one for Jess. A view to a kill. <laughs> this has got to be, this has got to be really low, man. Um, I think. Actually, in fact, I think it is the lowest Bond movie. Oh, shit. Okay. In oh, Rotten fuck. Tomatoes right. scores. I'm going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. I was going to go like in the 40s, but now I'm going to say mm-hmm. critics 26, audiences 20, 20. 38 and 40. Okay. Well, that's not as bad as I thought, but. Right. Um, <laughs> that seems right, though. I mean, this movie is good in that you know it's bad, right? And you're yes, enjoying yes. it. It's not. It, no one's making an argument that it's. All right. It's transition. Casino Royale. All right. I got. We got to get up there here on this one. I think. I think critics gave this movie an 88 and audiences gave it a 92. 95 and 89. A word. So critics were still higher on that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All and right. last and least, Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, garbage. Uh, Spectre, <laughs> critics, 42, audiences, okay. 35. Quite a bit more. I, I appreciate that you were just going so low. I didn't literally mean lowest, but um, <laughs> no, I think and, that's <laughs> 63 and 61. Okay, honestly, man, which that, is, that could have been lower. Which I, is I, the lowest of the Craigs, and I think it gets right. a lot of it, it gets higher purely by virtue of the Craig, um, you know, Bond yeah. verse rather yeah. than the actual quality of this movie. And if this again, was like his first one. I think it would have been lower. Well, and again, even on that the James Bonding podcast, they talked about like leaving that movie and being like, "That was good," and then like a day later, being like, "Was that good?" And then like a week later, being like, <laughs> yeah. "It was bad," right? They, like that was really a, was weird. Changed entirely. Yeah, yeah. Because again, for the first half, you've got a solid Bond movie. Yes, and then it yes. devolves. But also, you've got one of the great all-time openings. I think one of the opening teaser in that one is fantastic. It's good. Yeah, very you know, good. The, the very, helicopter. very engaging. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, okay. So I have a weird little segment, and I, I gen- genuinely, and we're, we're going very long today, but we're almost done. Yeah, um, it's our thirtieth episode. Yeah, so exactly. We'll guys. do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> fuck you. Anyways, this, no, we love you this, seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. Sometimes I just get scared, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to kiss you. I see all those over. finger pains you bring home, and they suck. Anyways, I didn't mean that either, baby. I'm sorry. I just I'm sorry, baby. Give you the old smoochy Sometimes I get so scared. Um, this is we officially got off the rails. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyways, so this is a weird thing that happened. You know, uh, my friend Tom up in San Francisco. I don't know if he listens to this, um, but uh, part of our our group um, up there with Nick and Tom and all those friends. Um, at some point, we had a massive disagreement about something in the matrix and does this <laughs> ring a bell to you at all 
I think I remember you talking to me about this. I am sure I did, but I want to play it out loud on the podcast and get your opinion on it again. Oh, this it's is great. super stupid and it's super trivial and it does not matter. I'm stoked. But it, it what the reason I'm doing it now is that it, it lends itself to like maybe a listener feedback type of thing. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you have any opinion, the real goal here is to shame Tom <laughs> as significantly as I can. <laughs> And literally uh, the heard, nicest person we've, we've, I've ever met. Let's destroy him. human being on the planet. <laughs> but uh, he's he's about to get destroyed. No, the the point here is that there is a scene in the Matrix with um, uh, a, a character named Switch. Yes. And another character named Cypher. And then Trinity is there. And Cypher is um, a one by one disconnecting people from the Matrix because he's the, the villain for yes. part of the movie, yes. right? Yes. So you know this scene. And I'm going to play the clip um, very quickly. It's a very short clip. And the goal here is to listen very carefully to Switch. The uh, woman's actress, the actress's name no is. Ladies. No, like this. Uh, right. The actress's name is Belinda McClory. Um, and I'm going to let me share my screen with you here real quick so you can watch this little <laughs> clip. Um, and I want you to really, really listen to what she says and how she says it okay. and try to identify what part of the world you think this accent is. <laughs> it's a fun little game. All right. Here we go. By the way, if you have anything terribly important to say to Switch... I suggest you say it now. Oh, no, please don't. Not like this. Not like this. Okay, that's oh, it. switch. Wow. Now, I realize that that, in theory, takes some knowledge of world languages and accents, and I'm not good with that stuff, but you know who is? Tom. Tom's extremely intelligent and extremely well-read and extremely encyclopedic about things. Should we comment on what he thinks before... I don't think I do. I, I kind of want you to <laughs> so give me a direction. I want you to give me a direction. Where do you think that? And, and let, let's play it again. Hang on. Um, let me play one more time. Just the part. Please don't. Not like this. Not like this. So you want Any me box? to give you what I think? I just, I mean, even just a direction, general vibe. What do you think? You know, she doesn't have many lines in the movie, yeah, yeah. like at all. So it's really hard to like kind of pick this apart. Yeah. But Tom has a very specific thought about what part of the world she's from. And to the point where we say <laughs> not like this to him all the time uh, in a very <laughs> aggressive way. Um <laughs> To, to make Assholes. him feel weird. Um, <laughs> because, for what it's worth, there's a group of like five of us. Four of us say one thing, and then one of us says another. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. So, what do you think? It's impossible for me to know whether her look is influencing this. I just okay, want to that's state fair. that that's also, fair. Yep. because I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at her. and Yeah, she's, she's uh, like bleach blonde, yes. very white skin, uh, as if she lives, she's from somewhere where, you know, there's not much sun. Um, which is uh, alluding to the direction of the world that we would yeah. say she's from. Yeah, and I, I, um, when you brought this up, I remembered you talking about this conversation before. I do not remember what you guys think or he thought. <laughs> okay. And my first thing was, oh yeah, she sounds 
some form of uh, European, but more specifically like some form of like the British Empire. But I was thinking like Australia or New Zealandy. Oh, okay. Then, as I listen to it this time, I don't think mm-hmm. it sounds like that at all. But it still right, looks. Right. She looks like she would be from there. Uh, to well, me. Um, th- this is interesting because okay, Europe is definitely a good starting point. Mm-hmm. But I would okay. So my so personal thought, and I think most of the rest of the guys were very Eastern European, if not crossing into Russia. Yeah, if you told um, me that, I would believe you immediately. There'd be no reason. For I I think that there's a there's a fair point to. Uh, there's a there's a fair argument to be made that she's Russian, um, okay. but this actress is from Australia. Hey, where do you think Tom thinks this character is from? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea, man. He what, was like, what does he think? Tennessee, Louisiana, no like, fucking so Amer- way. Okay, American now, South. Okay, there's American South. Listen. So what we say to him constantly is not like this, <laughs> and we do we do a you know like a hard like Texas Southern American Southern accent. The fact Tom, that he thinks she's from America at all is crazy. I want to support you so much, but. This is insane. There's nothing. That's how we felt. That's why it was so charged with anger. You know what's funny? What I will say is listening to her. This is in no way to say, yeah, Tennessee or Southern, (laughs) but in a weird way, that's why I'm asking. She seemed accentless this time when I was listening. Maybe because I was listening. Lori said I don't hear an accent, and because of that, and it's so straightforward. That's why I was like, man, now I'm second guessing me on the European stuff. But I think she looks. Has the look of the European stuff. It's a bland drab. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense for a character that's all bleach blonde hair and white and in a white suit because it's like the base, right? It's like a right, blank right. slate uh, that she has no accent. But I don't understand how you would ever come up with the South <laughs> being from the South uh, based on what she said. There. Not like so that's this. Interesting. She sounds not like this. She doesn't yeah. sound like that. That is yeah. wild. Uh, Anyways, Tom, pretty you're weird. Best, so the point, the point here right. is if you have thoughts, if you're from that part of the world, yeah. if you've yeah. been to that part of the world, if you know this actress personally, um, if you know anybody related to the Matrix that can shed some light on how she was directed, please. Uh, any any of this, uh, because uh, I'm so fucking confused. Hit us up. Anyways. And fun fact, I am from the part of the world that Tom thinks he's yeah, from, exactly. and that it's inaccurate. And it's not like this. Tom. Not, not like this. Not, not like not. this. Not like this. Um, anyways, well, that's really fun. I think we're pretty much done other than Hidden Gems, and I'll be honest with you, I don't have one this week. I um, just did, a not, did not write one down. I think it is okay to um, to uh, save Hidden Gems for next go-round simply because okay. I have a list of them, and I don't have it up. And you have a if list. you don't have one ready right now, then yeah, yeah, well, I have yeah. a short. Like I just have a couple that I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I want to sure. get to these. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'd have to pull it up right now anyway, and okay. we're already, we've already run – Let's uh, let's skip it race. and uh, we'll say our goodbyes on our thirtieth thirtieth episode. Yeah, guys, thanks again for uh, listening in, and we love uh, you. Stay right safe. Uh, keep your mental health uh, going strong. <laughs> um, yes. You know, it's a tough time, but we will come out of this, and we will have movies again in the theaters. Oh yeah, so many movies. Bye, guys. <laughs> love you guys. <laughs>